Hey everybody, welcome to the Bagden Broadcast, episode number 217. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of books that we are looking forward to, coming out June 4th, 2014. Uh, why are you laughing? Because <laughs> he did it real like uh, DJE, and then I followed it up that way, and then uh, it so made me laugh. So, like, you're oh, laughing you're a little bit, but you were also yeah. kind of down. You're putting all the pressure on me now to keep yeah. it going. <laughs> keep it going. Keep the energy up. Let's have a good show. I did say that you... before we started. I've never <laughs> said that before either. I don't know why today is any different. I thought we should have done, like, a group high five right after you said that, but we went right into the show. Mm-hmm. And then we followed it up with our weekly rotating main topic. So, like Kind of like that? Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. All right. It was more like in the instinct. Uh, uh, brain fart. Inflection. Yeah, and the voices. Oh. Can I hear it again? I don't know. I said top stories of the past week. You know, I, I had weird, uh, weird, uh, what, what, what do you want to call it? Inflection? Yeah, cadence or, uh, I put the emphasis on the, on weird syllables, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The emphasis is on the weird syllables. Yeah. That works. All right, well. But what are we doing? Then we follow that our <laughs> weekly rotating main topic, and this week it is our monthly look back. We're going to be taking a look back at some of the number ones that came out in the month of May. From Image Comics, we have Nailbiter number one. From over at DC, we have Futures End number one and Justice League United number one. Hmm. And actually, sidebar: Do we want to talk about the zero issues with those two or no? We could talk. Uh, about I didn't this. read the zero issue of uh, Futures End. All right, I did. I did. I didn't read the zero issue for Justice League United. Probably should have. We did. And then from and we reviewed it. John and I talked about. You guys, we zero. talked about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And then so, from, and it's on the show. Then from Marvel sure. Comics, we have Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number one. Wait, are you saying we talk when we're not on the show? Yeah, remember when I was asking about Fantastic Four before we recorded? I guess that's true. I guess we do talk about comics when we're not on the show. We How also, do we do that to our listeners? We, all, we also drink while we're not on the show too. What? Well, that's one only because we're playing D and D and stuff. And Magic the Gathering, and pretty damn nerdy. Talking about beer, uh, and whatever Southern Tier is coming out with, and Southern Tier Brewery outside of Lakewood, New York, which is about what thirty minutes south of, from where we record. No, uh, hour? almost an hour, almost forty-five an hour? minutes okay. to fifty minutes. All right, it's uh, this is their Belgian style Super Saiyan. Cezanne, not Super Saiyan. <laughs> it, it could be a Super Saiyan beer. It's very yellow. It's very yellow. It's bottle condition. Nice little mouth punch. Uh, I'm reaching it, now. It's, it, it's true. It's it, you know if their hair was lemongrass, then yes, it would be very much because this is brewed with lemongrass. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. There we go. It's a majestic palace. It's hidden from view, reachable only by the most intrepid and faithful travelers. I don't know why this is on their bottle. Well, it has, it's, it's, it's got like the hot air, balloon hot air balloon on the front. They're kind of going with a weird theme for that. Do you uh, taste a little bit of uh, lemon citrus? Yeah. Yes. Okay. How about banana? I was going to say it's a little banana. It's got a little banana. It's a nice... Tart finish? It's got a little tart finish. Oh, that's what it says on the bottle here. Uh, it is Truth a, and advertising. a really enjoyable summer saison. Like, say, try it with steamed mussels. Ooh. Uh... This is definitely something when it's a hot day and you're going to be sitting out on the porch. This would be great to drink. Yeah, I picked up a bottle of this last month at some point just to try it. Um, I was going to bring it for the show, but then I just wound up drinking it because it was just a nice night and I wanted a beer. 
We have another bottle of this uh, down in the basement. I bought two, one to drink now, and since it's bottle conditioned, why not save it for, uh, I don't know, maybe fall? Like, would it work during the fall? Would it, yep. Indian, it's Indian a, summer? It's a really good spring beer. Very light. Mm-hmm. Got that nice old tart. It, good good summer beer. Chill, like in a, yeah. chill it down. You can really enjoy it. This would be a good front porch beer. Yeah. I like after, it. After mowing the lawn. Yeah, I, I get a little bit of lemon. I like the little bit of banana, but it's not like a fake banana. No, no. It's got, it's real, yeah. it's real flavors. It's nothing mm-hmm. artificial about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely something that I'll keep in mind for summer outings. You I know? hate banana Laffy Taffy. I oh, like yeah. It. I don't like it either. I don't know, I, I like that weird banana, not banana flavored candy, stuff like Ugh. that, like runts. Ugh. Uh, I like candy watermelon flavored things, but mm-hmm. I do not like real watermelon. See, I love real watermelon, yeah. but uh, well, most candy what, like what, doesn't what? actually taste like the fruit. Like, yeah, I'm just like saying, grape, but, like, watermelon, like yeah. strawberry, like it's all just it's just color. Yeah, you're drinking colors at that. But point. But it's tasty. Those colors. I mean, if watermelon tasted like those candies, like I'm might. bringing a uh, hush puppy, what, slush puppy syrups into the office. And uh, I'm only getting cherry and blue raspberry, and I'm like, well, if people really want grape, just mix the two together. Yeah. Screw them. Blue raspberry is the best. I love that, like, you're going to be walking around, and everybody at work is just going to have, like, blue teeth. <laughs> yes, fine. Screw them. And you should use the joke, hey, you just blow a Smurf? <laughs> no, no. Every 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 person you see. Shouldn't do that. Yeah. Should not do that. You should not do that wise, at work. At work. Not, not a wise career decision for me. No. No, not a good, not a career choice. And then everyone with the red... Mouth, you could say yeah, something. Then you know what we we talk about in the news: Paul being unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of news, what are we going to talk about this week, boys? Uh, probably the biggest casting news is uh, there was a joke going around that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to play Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy, and that rumor was kind of just ha 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 ho. And then uh, the very next day, day <laughs> we got uh, the actual news report saying that uh, Josh Brolin Maybe. will be. Thanos. We have one of the Goonies and Jonah Hex himself. <laughs> he will be doing the voice. There's no word if he's going to be doing like, the motion capture stuff for it. Well, especially but, since he's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy, it's probably already been shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's probably just him turning around and saying, What's the news, Roger? <laughs> <laughs> right, John? Right. Because <laughs> Thanos already had a speaking role. Yeah. Man, that's, that's a long-running bag and board cast joke. Go back. Going back months, oh. months, back into For, the like, that was Christmas time. Yeah, um, yeah, I think this is kind of cool. Uh, I, I dug him as Jonah Hex. Yeah, the movie was horrible. He did a good job. Um, what's really funny is he kind of looks like Thanos. Like he just like the jawline and everything. Yeah, I can I kind of see that. He's got the right look. And I like when he plays that heavy. Uh, I, I just coughed to cover up the fact that Paul was opening a window. Um, He's getting stuck in here. I enjoy when he plays that kind of heavy kind of part, that tough guy character. And that he's like really one of the only draws that would make me want to see Sin City 2. I wouldn't see it in the theater. But I you like love Sin City when it came out. You're like, it was yeah, really Sin great. Was really it was good, so and it was such a great adaptation. Because we've seen that movie multiple times now with everything else that's like Frank Miller's quote unquote. The Spirit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Three hundred. 
300 was a little bit different. But it still had I, kind I, of the same. It still had the same kind of feel, but also I think Zack Snyder made that movie better. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other Frank Miller quote-unquote movies, though. And I, other than the spirit and yeah. Sin City, what is... Just those, I mean, the looks, the feels of those movies. I really love that first I, one. I, I'm just so shocked. I, I, I still, I still... True to the comic it's book. So, that, it, was, it was the first time that we got something true to the comic book. If you look at, like, the movies before that, it was your Spider-Man... Yeah. Um, the Hulk movie, the X-Men movie, even though they all had good points, they weren't, like, looking at page and then looking at the screen. <laughs> and that was what was great about that movie. And it was an entertaining, it was a good movie. And I still am interested in seeing Sin City 2. But it's not at ten fifty for a movie ticket. It's at a dollar from a red box. If I'm like, mm, what, I, what? what is there? Scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, Sin City. I, I'd watch that. I'd watch it. I'm not mm-hmm. kicking down doors. I'm not excited about it. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll see it, but I don't want to watch it. I'm not interested in it at all because I did not enjoy the first Sin City movie. It's getting out your cup of tea. Yeah. Are you looking forward to Ant-Man? Well, no, I don't even know anymore, man. Is Paul Rudd even going to be in it anymore? Well, I, I think. Er- do, do you have everything? Or- everything is set for this movie except for a director now, because we had Edgar Wright and Marvel like separating ways on it, and then shortly after that, we had writer, producer, director Adam McKay attached From to it. Anchorman. Yeah, basically, if you've seen anything Will Ferrell's done, he's had a hand in that. Whether it was like writing it, directing it, even some of the. Uh, Will Ferrell stuff on Funny or Die was done by him. Yeah, they they did that together. Yeah, that pro- yeah. Um, so they're definitely going for more like a comedian's director at this. But the same day that he was said to be in talks to do this, he turned he, it down. He was, and he he did go in and talk to them, but in the end was like, no, I have other commitments that I can't do this. Because even people were saying James Gunn was going to step in and do it, and even James Gunn, James Gunn was pissed. The people were saying that he had taken the directing job of it. Oh, well, what's a comedy director that we would like to see oh, handling? Man, I, don't I know, know, like I'm just, I'm just I, I can't there even now. name directors. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, he's still directing, right? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, really? He is still. Uh, Lincoln no, last year nominated for Academy Awards. Oh, okay. Year before that, uh, that Rogan? War Horse. Seth Rogen could, doesn't really direct. Dress. Like Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. I don't think Judd Apatow. Uh, I, I think with like Paul Rudd though, it just. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you know, Paul uh, uh, Seth Rogen's going to start his directing debut with a uh, Game Changer, the uh, the story of the '90s uh, video game console wars. Remember? Yeah. So he's, he's directing that. that, right? Directing or producing? I, I think like he does a lot more producing and, and writing. I, I don't know if I'd want. Like his first thing to be a multi-million dollar piece of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, if they're look, if Marvel's looking to have a lot of control over it, then why not? And that way you get yeah, but you need you need somebody you need somebody that has a vision and somebody that has something to say. Kevin Smith. No, this is more. Kevin Smith. He's. I mean, he's a comic book fan. He Mm -hmm. does direct. He's written comic books. He was just doing Green Hornet like, like two years ago. He was attached to direct the movie, but then like walked away from it. Michael Gondry, hey, what if he did Ant Man? Yeah, 
Um, I don't know. I think Kevin Smith maybe, but he's. He I don't think Kevin uh, Smith would be able to handle the computer effects. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. That's why you have just other companies handling that kind of stuff. Yeah, but to be able you, to shoot, have like to, a to be able to unit director that handles that, you know, to be able to shoot and know where like the computer effects are going to go in and how you're going to tie that together. Um, uh, that goat in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back was all CGI, and that goat was right where it should have been in the center of that shot. Good sir. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Brad Brad Bird. Who's a director of from uh, yeah. Incredibles and Mission Impossible? And that's already makes sense because he's already Disney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> they love bringing in their he'd own. He'd be somebody. Yeah. I actually, I think uh, John Favreau coming back to the Marvel world. I think he would be oh, able to yeah, do he that. Can do comedy. Yeah. yeah. I think he would. I think he would be a good fit for Ant Man. I agree. Hey, if you have a pick for who you think. Should be directing this. Put and it over on the Biden board. Whoever does most of the directing for the Vince Vaughn movies now. I think those are. Um, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, the the couples retreat that movie. Uh, the thing about you know uh, when he's all his movies recently. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh, like the, like the delivery man one. Delivery man yeah. and uh, something else. Yeah, but. Listeners, if you have an idea that we haven't thought of, or you want to reinforce one of ours, or say like, no, like the one that you shut down would be great, comment over on our Facebook page. Yeah, and we just got a new like over there that was pretty thrilling to yeah, see. We're at 111 now. That's really cool for me. Hey. 112. Hey. Pretty sure. Yeah. Well, you know what more than 112 people got behind? What? The Kickstarter for Reading Rainbow. Oh man, we should have kickstarted that. I know, just I you still can like it's got another month before it expires, and all that money is going to just be going towards it because Levar. What's Burton, their stretch goals? Um, I, I don't know if there's bringing any... that whole cast and crew and also doing a next generation reboot. No, they're going to be doing oh. more like making it available to more classrooms because Levar Burton came out and said, "Hey, I want to bring back Reading Rainbow, but not the same way that we had it before on public television." He wants to bring it. Directly to classrooms, like Channel One. I don't know what that is. Remember Channel One, but more like digitally, like almost through like a YouTube type channel okay. where teachers can be like, "Hey, let's watch the new Reading Rainbow and go directly to it." Channel One was something that they would bring in uh, to us school kids, uh, elementary school. They would bring in the TV on the wet little uh, cart with the VCR, and they would pop it in, and it was uh, basically like. A bunch of ske- sketch learning comedy kind of stuff. Never, never you did know, that. Yeah. Our Square school. One, Channel One. No. Channel we would watch uh, Ghost Writer. Ghost Writer, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Uh, we never watched Bill Nye in oh. school, but we did have the guy that Square had Rangers. like the hat, his anatomy showing. Oh, like the Inside uh, Out guy, yeah. like Mr. Body. Yeah, yeah. And then we also that. in music class there was a show and it was like a Victrola that would do things. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a very interesting way to go about it. His goal was a million dollars and they surpassed that in the first day. And there's like a like clip of him online where he's refreshing the Kickstarter page. And it like, was square one. They, okay. He sees it at like 900,000 and like every time he clicks refresh, it's just going up and up. And then as soon as it hits like the million, he's like, like floored by it. And yeah. Like, Thank it, you. And yeah, yeah, he's. Crying, yeah. he's like really surprised about that. How big the uh, 
the cry yeah. for that was. I, I think everyone has fond memories of watching that <clears throat> show. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic that so many people have gotten behind this and are like, no, let's keep this going. And some of the stuff that he has for the rewards are really cool. Like it, it's your typical, like, oh, you'll get a thank you mm-hmm. on like the website. You know, you'll get a thank you in the things. Um, you'll be able to come to like one of his convention appearances for like a meet and greet. Like he'll have you on the guest list. Like <laughs> you'll be able to go up and be like, no, I mean, I'm here with LeVar Burton. <laughs> like, there's stuff like, you know, have dinner with him. And I think, like, the coolest one is actually, like, go to his house and wear the one-of-a-kind visor. Because he has Jordy mm-hmm. LaForge's visor. And, like, he'll take his picture with you and stuff. Like, that's awesome. Well, you guys heard that the whole visor thing was some, It was his girlfriend's hairband, right? And he well, I, I think every kid had that idea because I know I would steal my mom's yeah. headbands. And yeah, I would around. do that with my sisters. And therefore, the audition, that's what he did. He brought that in and wore because, you know, it was for a part for a blind person in the future. So he just put the headband over his eyes and they basically went with that. Yeah, everyone else is just as smart as him. But can we fly <laughs> twice as high? Yeah. But uh, the guy that played uh, Tuvok, Tuvok, right, on uh, on. Voyager. Voyager. He also auditioned for. He showed up with a headband. I was like, "Hey guys, I'm here." Is this for the Star Trek? <laughs> he, he also uh, in, uh, auditioned for that part, and then he didn't get to go uh, become a Star Trek character mm-hmm. until. Two but then when he came in, he wore elf ears. <laughs> yeah. Tuvok. Tuvok. And then he became the. Uh, I just the the principal the... in in our Carly. Really? That... Yeah. It was an honor that was him. Um, I, I'll go at, dude. Well, in other like warp, wormholes and warp speed from here to there with me. In other TV shows coming back, digital news. Uh, Community is in talks with Netflix or, or to, Hulu. Or I'm sorry, Hulu. Yes, thank you. Hulu. Yes. Hulu. Hulu. I, I even have Hulu written down here, but I said Netflix. I mentioned. I said Netflix earlier to you uh, about it. And I corrected right. you. Said. I don't remember you correcting me. That's bullpucky. Uh, talks are in the early stages right now, but this is something that I'd be looking forward to seeing come back. It's not something I'd be beating down doors for, but I really enjoyed Community. Um, and this is one of those shows that we talked about for our... I don't even remember what episode it was, but where we were talking about, hey, here's the new shows that came out for this Yeah, we season. did that once. And I know, and I think that's a good thing that we should maybe do again. Like bring it back. Because we... we, we Cause sh- I really want to watch Gallivant and talk about it. Because I shed on uh, Glee saying this won't... Well, luckily it's on Fox and it won't go anywhere. This is a half-season replacement waiting to happen. So whatever Paul is like, no. Whatever he's adamant about, that you you watch that because it'll be great. <laughs> Apparently so. Community does have a pretty decent-sized fan base. And I would love for them to come back and have at least... One more season. Well, they were saying that it was season six and movie. They like, wanted six seasons and a movie. Yeah. That was their plan all along, so. And it didn't happen. No. They had, like, what, four seasons? Well, I thought this season was their fifth. I don't know. It might have been their fifth. I don't know. I, I don't remember. I, I watched everything as it was popping up on Netflix, and then I was or able to watch, Hulu. like... It's never been on Netflix. It hasn't? No. No, they're pretty good about keeping. It's like I watched the Hulu. first because I, I never. Watched I watched any the of it first season all on like Hulu. Last season, mm-hmm. where I was able to keep up with it. It's been a Hulu. Oh. It's one of those shows they're smart about and have the entire series mm-hmm. on. 
Good for them. Do you guys have anything? Uh, the steam machines, since what's so hot in here, it reminds me, uh, steam machines are going to be delayed until 2015. Uh, John's getting up to leave because he don't give a He's, shit. He, no, he, he is so upset oh, okay. that he won't be able to buy a steam machine. I know. Uh, so I don't know, man. Uh, this seems like it's really going to be late to the party for this console generation. Well, so it seems like they're going to miss out on those council buyers, which I thought they were trying to bank on. Well, what's interesting, too, is Nielsen, in addition to tracking how people watch TV, they also track how people play like, okay, video. video games. And it just came out that people are shifting back to playing on consoles more than PC. Well, shifting back? What, it, yeah. There was a surge in PC? There was there was a slight surge in PC playing. And now that we have the new generation of mm-hmm. consoles out, yeah, people are going back to that. So I don't think it's the death knell necessarily for steam um, the steam machine. Like they could still be coming out at the like that, in that mid range between console and PC because it'll be able to do quote unquote like both. Like mm-hmm. I think that's going to bridge the gap. I don't know. And the people that are console gamers that want to play PC will probably go that route. But then the people that are like, the PC gamers that they want something that's like, oh, I can, you know, pack this up and take it somewhere. <laughs> LAN like parties. That. Exactly. Do people still do LAN parties? I think I, so. Uh, I wouldn't Korea? know. Korea? <laughs> the entire country's one big LAN South party. Korea. <laughs> yeah, South, South Korea. North Korea, there is no party. You party for Divine Leader's birthday. There was one party in North Korea. There was one party. <laughs> People's Party. People's Democratic click, Party. Click, click, There you oh, go. Oh, okay, you? I gotta drink this um, beer here. Oh, yeah, finish your sonnet. I'll, I'll go into the next news, which Paul's probably gonna have some stuff to talk about. Yeah. Because you're the Fantastic Four fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, rumors coming out of Marvel is you won't be able to see Fantastic Four around too much anymore. Okay. Makes uh, sense. Rumors are Fantastic Four is to be cancelled. There will not be a Fantastic Four book being published, but the characters will be appearing in other titles. Um, artists are being told, uh, try not to draw the Fantastic Four and stuff. Uh, the Fantastic Four images that are up around the Marvel, like, office buildings have been taken down. Oh. And, like, the artists that do the sketch cards, like, if you buy, mm-hmm. like, the Marvel trading cards that they still come out with, mm-hmm. apparently. <laughs> like, artists are, like, they do sketch cards where it's like, hey, here's a one-of-a-kind card. They're being told no Fantastic Four characters or sub-characters. No Doctor Doom, Skrulls, like, the Watcher. If it can be construed well, as they Fantastic just killed the Four, Watcher. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. And the reasoning behind this is, Marvel doesn't want to keep promoting other companies' movies. Okay. Now, but. no, before you say, but, everyone says, well, X-Men's another company, but X-Men's a little bit too big that if they were just like, no more X-Men comic books. Like, yeah, they're the number one. Yeah. The kibosh that, <clears throat> it, it that would, would just be the drop, nose, it would drop their publishing. Yeah, yeah. But Fantastic Four, they are Marvel's first family. They're, Big in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. But Marvel's just saying, like, no, Fantastic Four, this this is a loss that we can take. Mm-hmm. Again, this is all rumors. And um, Tom Revort, editor-in-chief over at Marvel, has come out and said, like, no, you know, there's no initiative like this. 
Like that would be silly. But <laughs> there is confirmation coming from artists online. It's like, no, like we were told, like we can't, we can't draw them. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see this. And the last solicitations for my the Steve Fantastic... McNevin things sketch just went up. To tell you. <laughs> like the last uh, solicitation for like one of the Fantastic Four books, it sounds very much like it could be like wrapping up, like what's going on. Well, they always do the wrap. Like it was the death of even yeah. Hick- we were talking about this before. But a little like, bit more like solidified, like the death of the Fantastic Four. That was the, the book has been canceled and brought back, quote unquote, three different times now in the past two years. You know where it's like last Fantastic Four book. No, next 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 month it comes back under yeah. FF. Yeah. Yeah, but the, you know, but that's kind of what they're doing with, they canceled with, it with, yeah, you know, again, that, that's what Marvel does with everything. They're doing that with everything now. Every new story arc is like yeah, a new number new one. one. But even before that, you guys were really upset that it was the end of the Fantastic Four. But next month we were getting Fantastic Four. We were getting yeah. FF instead. It was called Future Foundation and Spider-Man was in it. Yeah. I think this is interesting. If it does come to pass like that, this is a thing. They need to put those characters. Honestly, like I was saying, like a lot of times it seems like the stories are getting kind of stale and they're kind of just being retold because they seem to be in this holding pattern, like where they don't, they're, it, the Fantastic Four, it's kind of its own book, doesn't really tie in much with the rest of the Marvel Universe. And if you're not doing a big epic Fantastic Four story, then what you're doing is the Take, tearing down the team and rebuilding the team story, and it's which has been done. And, and but the other thing is, I mean, you, you have to have those people that grew up loving the Fantastic Four to want to write the Fantastic Four. You know, who, who doesn't? Who didn't grow up loving the Fantastic Four though? I they have some of the best. I, I liked. I liked the Fantastic Four. <laughs> I enjoyed the Fantastic Four. I own maybe two issues of the Fantastic Four, and that's because it was like a number one in the 90s, and it was just like a random issue my dad brought home. Like, I'm not... I enjoy I enjoyed the, the Marvel Knights Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. I think that's one of the, the best the stories. The in 1, 2, 3, 4, or the Marvel Knights? The one, one where, that was where they lost the Baxter building. Steve McNiven. The Steve okay. McNiven one. Like, yeah. I, I enjoyed those. That's the first time I read and really liked a Fantastic mm-hmm. Four story. Oh. And I appreciate the Jonathan Hickman stuff and the stuff that I've looked at I didn't really read. But those are stuff that I was like, yeah, those are those are good When's that coming out in an omnibus? I don't know. Right to Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it isn't already. Probably is. Uh, but I'm not. I, I can't say I'm a huge Fantastic Four fan. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can understand. It's it's one that group of characters that I've always enjoyed because they're people that enjoyed each other's company and you know had their little. Spats they're they're and a fan. It's a family dynamic yeah. book. And, and I enjoy that, and it can be big science fiction fun with that you know very knit very down to earth and science uh, with rules yeah science with rules and, and uh family dynamic that keeps it grounded while all the craziness is going on and that dynamic i really enjoy in any kind of story so uh but it makes sense i i can i can understand why you kind of want to just hey let's put this these characters back in the toy box until let's put them on hiatus until something else comes out, because seriously, it seems like they just publish issues just to publish issues, you know. 
Yeah. And again, their thought, why use these issues to draw attention to the fact that there's a Fantastic Four movie coming out that we don't control? Yeah. But a lot of times with those movies is that's when they reissue a bunch of stuff to get money. Yeah. You know? I'd hate to see, like, oh, it's this big thing, and then they return it with something that's like what's going on in the movie. And that's what your Fantastic Four is going to be. Because when you were talking about that... Let's be a little bit more pessimistic about it. What if they don't want Fantastic Four being... Like equated to what they have available on the stands. I can understand like the, that. This, there's been a lot of problems with this production. Like, who knows how the movie's gonna be? I'll see when it comes out. I mean, I'm a masochist like that. <laughs> but, but what if maybe they're just like, no, like we don't want to be associated we don't wanna, with that. I, I can understand that. I really can because everything I've heard about it, I, I am, I don't even know if I'm. I'm willing well, enough to is, get whipped and go go see well, it. Well, if he is bad as the '90s one, where they're just like, we don't want to lose the licensing. Let's film this. That's what this is. It, it does seem like that's what this movie is, though. Yeah. Uh, it really does, and I think I would rather watch that '90s one because at least it would be a lot more fun. And John did try to convince us that the special effects for the time. Yeah, and then we looked into what else came out. It's like Terminator Two. Park. <laughs> It good movies, John. Hey, the thing costume. I think the thing costume in that '90s one is better than the one in the no. 2000s. I'll say no. 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 Ben Grimm looks so stupid. Chickless. In- Chickless looks like an idiot in that costume. Chickless looks like an idiot outside of the costume. Ooh, Ooh I said it, Chickless. Where's your shield to block you from that one? Nobody's in. <laughs> right to Paul at Backton Broadcast. Oh, you're going to report Stop. me to the commission? <laughs> oh! And you've run out of things to say about him. Yes. <laughs> he was in that. He <laughs> was in that, that bad movie. state of the movie. I can't remember the name of that movie now. Parker? Parker, yeah. Oh, that was really bad. Yes. I don't good. need to worry about like it. If he's bad. wearing the same costume, he doesn't have any ears to hear it, anyways. Oh, this is true. It was, I'm, I'm looking up a picture of that. Corman Fantastic Four thing because it, I think you're just remembering it. Like, I just watched. We saw I, it like no, I, I. You just watched it recently without us. Like, I watched what? the beginning of it. It's not. We are talking about. Can we find it anywhere? It's all over the internet for free. Oh, talking about on the internet, you can find Square One Television. That's what I was thinking of uh, here, and I'm going to force you to watch the intro because after you watch the intro, I, you'll be like, no, I remember this I now, Paul. You're to. right. I'd rather no. just get through everything no. else that we have going we get, on. Or I'm hitting pause right now, and this is what we're doing. So John and Chris are continuing to deny that they ever watched this as a kid, but I don't know. Yeah, No, that wasn't no. something we watched. Or I watched, it. at least in school. Not me either. Square One TV. I, I, You know, if you were going to school in the 80s, you probably had to sit through it, unless you were John and Chris. <laughs> or most of the world, apparently. Right? No, someone someone knew it was. And here's the thing, like, a couple weeks ago when you started talking about the, uh... The Kung Fu stuff? Yeah, See, like, I thought it was going to be that again. Like No, like that, like, <laughs> I, I remember it. I was like, oh yeah, like, I remember this. It was Mortal Kombat, but not. Yeah. It was a kid's version of Mortal Kombat that was on, uh, the, the, like, right after Ninja Turtles, or... Power Rangers or something. Yeah, but it was like a, it, I think it was Before like on PBS. It was on a weird no, it was, channel. No, it was still Fox. Yeah, but it was, was it like, Fox? Well, Fox or like Fox ABC, here, but it, it could like, be picked up anywhere. Yeah, it was one that's yeah. made for syndication. I remember watching it like once or twice, but not like. Yeah, it was never interesting enough to really. 
Okay. Well, we've devoted way too much time to crappy <laughs> TV, 80s television shows. All right. So, so Paul, you crack open your. Oh, you already opened it. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll introduce it. Is yeah, it all ahead. your news? Yeah, that's all I have. I have all X's next to everything. Nice. Oh, Daredevil casting. Oh, oh yeah, Daredevil that. casting. I, I don't have it written down. I just remember that. Um, I have no idea who this kid is because I never watched the show he was on. Uh, it, did did you, did you see uh, Stardust? Does anyone remember no. his name? I don't. No. Something Benedict something. Cumberbatch? No. Oh my good, what what a great casting. Because he is like the nerdiest of all the nerds right now. He's a nerd king. I don't have a hard on for him. I don't know why people... It's him, Matt Smith, uh, the guy that plays Charlie Lucky. Cox. Well, you don't have a... Well, I can understand not having a hard on for Charlie Cox. Uh, he I don't know who that is. He starred in the movie Stardust that was based off of the Neil Gaiman story. Okay. Um, that's where that's the only thing I really know him from, and I enjoyed him. He's very likable in that. He had a nice innocence about him, and he was able to do those action scenes. All I know is that uh, Agent Colston wants to be on these. He wants a little... I'd be okay with that. Little, uh, at least in one episode, showing up in one of each of the episodes on Netflix. Oh, yeah, why not? Yeah. He says he he feels like he'll they'll be missing he'll, he'll something. He'll be he'll li- be linked. Like that's yeah. the thing. That's what's going to make it official for people that pound sign. It's all connected. I don't want to say our like. He's the new Stanley, <laughs> popping up in all yeah. of them. I mean, we know that it is part of the universe, but for the people that they. Like, don't follow everything that aren't listening to this podcast, and why would they that do aren't that on to Twitter themselves? Following, it's all connected. Like that's for them. It's that he's that link. Mm-hmm. Like okay, like this makes sense. Like I know this is now part of that universe. Agent Phil Coulson. But yeah, but you probably director. Huh? Is he a director? Yeah. Oh, dir- oh. director of Shield. Okay, he is a director of Shield. No, he's the director of Shield now. Oh, what? Yes. Wow. Oh yeah, because Nick Fury's gone. Yes. Go on. Go on. Crazy. The rebuilding. Mm-hmm. He didn't go crazy. <laughs> well, he went. It's going off the grid. Burned all of his stuff. I don't know what constitutes crazy, but I think you know when you burn all your stuff, it's a little crazy. He's off the grid now. It's off the grid. And goes off the grid. John, pour your beer so I can start talking about I it. I started drinking this beer oh, out of the you... can. Is okay. it okay to drink it from the can? Am I not allowed to drink it, it is, from the can? It is good to drink it from the can. You can drink it from the can. Uh, go ahead. Because what we have here is from Wiseacre Brewing Company from Memphis, Tennessee. This was brought to us by a friend of the show, Janet. Um, she was on episode, which was our Harry, Harry Potter, Potter episode and yeah. the Deathly Hallows review. She was also on uh, Bad Beers of the World. Yeah. Was she? Yeah. I was too drunk. I don't know. <laughs> what she has, what she brought is a India Pale Ale from Wiseacre Brewing. This is the Ananda. That reminds me, uh, talking about the bad beers of the world. I'm j- going to jump in here. Uh, this, I know you did. I, I'm sorry. I'm being a producer. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be my excuse anytime I do anything remotely like that. So for this upcoming one, uh, we all pick, we, we discuss the top three of each variety and then blind taste test those top three to, to figure out which one we like the most. You know, out of our top three. Like, we're like, oh, well, flower power has to be in there, blah, blah, you know, for IPAs. Right. And okay. we all kind of, so we'll sit down and discuss which ones. Hopefully our listeners will also, you know, hit put us in, up on Put in some ideas Twitters for us. And, yeah, stuff like that. And then at the end of the, you know, summer, when we do our 
beer tasting of the world or, you know, yeah, thing. I'm, uh, I'm fine with that. that. Sound good? Yeah. For our, okay. So go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris. We're talking about the beer. Yeah, I talked about the beer already. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's from the fine people at, uh, Wise, Wise Acre. You said that already and it's an IPA. Said that? Yep. Yep. It's and a. I'm bringing us back. It's like <laughs> coming back from the break on HGTV, where you just rehash everything that already happened on HGTV. Uh, it's a nice IPA. Um, I think I tried. I tried it last night with Chris. Warmer, and you got a lot of that nice resin mm-hmm. hop taste to it. Uh, I chilled mine down before drinking because I wanted to see that contrast, and you don't get a lot of that resin. Like you get a lot more flavor. With the, with the warmer, because um, I, I kind of like that resin. Uh, I, I do like, too. I, I like I, a nice citrusy floral IPA, but it's it's really good. I was I, just I was. Hey Paul, can you give me a wave? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it is still really nice. It's a little sweeter, colder, huh. um, and a lot. I think a lot more. Just you can. Just chug it out of the can, like really just drink it. Uh, one of the guys I work with uh, sent me a text about some work-related stuff, and then he said, Red, thank you. Enjoy your podcast. Tell my main man, Paul. I said, hey, Paul. <laughs> just because I've, I've mentioned you at work, because I was like, oh, yeah, we played Dungeons & Dragons the other night. He's uh. like, that's such a Paul thing to do. <laughs> what? Yeah. I th- he doesn't know you. It's because you were talking to him on the phone, right? He heard you talking to Paul on the phone? I'm yeah. the most... I was the most against playing Dungeons and Dragons. I thought, Ugh. I think that was Greg. <laughs> but I, I really enjoy this IPA. This is something that I would gladly drink if I saw it out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the six point resin. Maybe because we keep on saying resin, but it might just be that. And you know, it tastes very. Yeah, it's like that good like pine needleness to it but it's not overpowering like yeah. you would get from like the torpedo or mm-hmm. uh, like the celebration from sierra nevada that's six first sip though is it, it it's punch you in the face when it's warm i don't need like john says it kind of mellows out i guess when it's cold but um it's it, it, i just it, tried a sip of john's and yeah it's a little bit you don't get as much of that like pine needle mm-hmm. but drinking it warm uh definitely a punch in the face kind of like but as you start drinking it, you kind of get used to it, and it mellows yeah. out, and it's like nice sipping, uh, big gulp beer. It, it's a it's a more of a sipping IPA where like the colder one, you can tilt it back a lot easier. It's, and it's to answer your question too, Paul, yes, it is good to drink out of the can. Uh, with the can, there's no light that's gotten to it; it's been airtight. And then once you pop the top, it leaves a layer of the CO2 above mm-hmm. the beer. So air never gets to it. So it's going to taste exactly the same from start to finish, unless you jostle it around and get the oxygen in there. Um, so that is why it is good to drink out of the can. Hmm. Interesting. I learned that when I watched a thing on from the uh, the guys that created alchemy or the al- the alchemists who have Hetty Topper. Hetty Topper. Uh, talking about things that you looked at. You looked at the books coming out this coming week, right? I did, Paul. So you picked out a book? I picked out a book. You're the most uh, looking forward to? Yeah. Chris, what are you reading? Uh, I'm actually looking forward to Iron Fist, The Living Weapon, number three from Marvel Comics. Hmm. Um, Written and drawn by Carrie Andrews. I'm really enjoying the series so far. Shit's going down. And I'm really digging it. 
Kunlun's being like overtaken by like shadow ninjas. And we're getting a little bit more of the backstory of Danny Rand and just how his family like came to Kunlun. His dad was crazy. Yes. <laughs> um, and this is one of those books, like number two, I keep reading John, like, or talking to John. I was like, have you read it yet? Have you read it yet? Cause it's such a fun, crazy series. I'll read it this week. You should. I will. I should have read it the other day, but I didn't. But yeah, that's that's my pick. Uh, John, I'm really looking forward to hearing what Paul has to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, well, it's my month, uh, June. It's going to be my month to buy Batman Eternal, because that's what we're doing. So I'm looking forward to Batman Eternal number nine, because uh, you guys will be able to read that. On my have you, but have you been reading it? Or no, are you just looking forward to buying it? Because, okay. <laughs> it's, it's a backlog book. And I, I actually now have to read uh, books for work, you know, to get me all trained up and everything. So my comic book reading has been taking a cut because I have to read the facilities manager's handbook, which is a really boring read, as you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I'm reading textbooks now. You know, my off hours, yeah, so it's not that fun. But, John, but you bring should, us back. What's fun? I, I just want to jump in before you, John. I'm sorry, but Paul, you should read Batman Eternal because it's a great, like, yes. every week you get a different yes. kind of Batman family book. I, I should, but I and on my off hours where I get to read something fun, I'm reading the Dungeons Master Guide. <laughs> I got to do that weekly also. Mm. It's just a man... In demand. I, I got a lot of stuff on my plate. I'm juggling a lot of different balls here. I'm trying mm. to keep it all up in the air, trying to keep things from crashing down. I'm still amazed that you can reach under the table this far. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. <laughs> it was a terrible joke. And as soon as Paul said that, I thought about not saying it. <laughs> John, go. Save it. Uh, Green Arrow, number 32. We finally finished uh, The Outsider um, story with Green Arrow. Yeah, the Outsider War stuff is good, like, cause I, I recently read all that. Uh, in the little tie-in stuff where Diggle was appearing in it, um, now that is gonna be the main story arc with Green Arrow coming back to Seattle. Uh, Diggle in the middle of a giant crime lord takeover with Richard Dragon, who's bringing in his own, uh, team to, uh, fuck shit up. And he. To take over, like, what, Queen t- Empire? Or? Seattle. Oh, all of Seattle. All of Seattle. He's taken over the crime in it, and uh, it's going to be pretty big, and I'm really looking forward to this. I've enjoyed uh, everything Jeff Lemire has been doing on Green Arrow. I can't say that about all his books that he's writing right now, but Green Arrow, that's the book for me that he's writing. Man, well, luckily, like, for you, Jeff Lemire is also writing Green Arrow in another book. We talked about it in the Zero issue. I believe we have it coming up in our main topic, the number one issue. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, not looking forward to it. Oh, well, that's weird. But that one. I'm looking forward to seeing how we're falling into our movie bracket, though. You should be, because this week... <laughs> Paul got really excited for that. This week, uh, Angelina Jolie comes out with Maleficent, and uh, opening weekend numbers, $70 million mm. coming in this week. And... Look forward to June 6th coming out this weekend. Edge of Tomorrow also appearing on our bracket. So, uh. That movie just does not look good. It does not, but. Uh, what are the X-Men numbers? Cause I heard they are pretty epic right their now. Their 10, do- 10 day total is $162 million. 
as we uh what box office mojo is comparing it to right now what is box office mojo comparing that to now uh captain america 2 winter soldier it only made a hundred and well it only it made 158 million dollars in 10 days which is four million dollars behind so uh x-men days of future past 10 day total is a little bit farther behind x-men last stand though (laughs) in the 10 days total uh 162 versus 175. But I think X-Men Days of Future Past has a better uh, buzz about it. Yeah. Better, you know. So we'll see. We'll see how that all shakes out. But uh, 2014 still is Captain America 2, $709 million. Nice. And X-Men Days of Future Past, you know, this is worldwide. Uh Fifty five hundred million dollars. So, you have yet to hit a one billion dollar movie, and I don't think anything really is gonna. I don't this year. I don't think we're going to see a billion dollar movie. Well, we already had one. Two thousand fourteen. What? Frozen. Frozen is now up in the top ten of all time. It, but that was released in is, December of. But it's it's now unseated. Like cat or not cat, uh, Iron Man three. It's overtaken that spot. But that's not a 2014 movie. It's just, a 2013 movie. I would consider it like this year. It was released le- 2000. The winter of 2000 before the winter of 2014. It was still warm out when we saw it. Opening weekend. I consider it was a fall movie of 2013, Chris. All right, I'm just saying. Like I, I view that as one of this year's movies. You can you know why? Because I can still go to the movie theater and see it. <laughs> it's out on DVD. Yeah. Much could, like Captain America I also 2 go coming home out and, August 19th. I could also DVD. go home and watch it, or I could go to the theater and see it. I have two ways of watching it. Three, no one shot. Three, because I could also watch it on Disney Movies Anywhere. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Disney has their own movie streaming thing now. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Does yeah. it have all the movies on it? No, it's... It basically works through iTunes. If it's available so I, online uh, from iTunes, you can download through there. Or if it's a movie that comes with like the digital code inside, it's available like through there as well as iTunes. Hmm. Also, there's some of those like old movies that I loved from like the 80s and 90s. That like what? Uh, Pete's Dragon. Okay. Um, Apple Dumpling Gang. I know you love Apple Pumpling Gang. I don't uh, understand the Pete's Dragon though. Pete's Dragon's good though. The the Mr. Boogity movies. What? The mis- they were uh, for Mr. Boogity movies. Mr. Boogity. He was like he was like a pilgrim poltergeist that haunted this family. Are you talking there was about like the two claymation. Th- no, 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 no. It was like there was like two or three of them movies. Eugene Levy was in them. Uh, and he always played like the bad guy in it. And they were a lot of fun, and I just always really enjoyed them as a little kid. Uh-huh. I think that's where my love of magic came from. Oh. The Gathering? No, it's like magic stuff. Oh, okay. The Mr. Boogity movies. You know what's sad? Is I realize this, that... Hey, uh, David Faustino is in them. Uh, yeah. That I work in the mortgage industry, which is oftentimes uh, abbreviated MTG. Uh, cool. I look at it and I go, oh, Magic of the... Oh, cool, Magic the Gathering. Why are we talking about that, guys? Oh, no, you're talking about mortgage. Oh. Mm. Mm. Okay, they were part of the um, 
Disney World of Color thing, which was their like Sunday night TV show. There was Mr. Like Boogity followed by Bride of Boogity. Yeah. I was thinking of Bump in the Night. My name was Boogie and he would eat the socks. <laughs> it was a claymation thing on ABC, like on their Saturday morning cartoons. It was like on either before or after reboot. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's reboot right. is actually when I stopped watching stuff because I was uh, like, "Ah, reboot was yeah, so that good." Was, no, reboot put me in the mind of like, be like, "I'm gonna go outside and play now." <laughs> hey, when reboot came on, I knew it was time to leave. That's when I turned. That's when I turned on the Sega Genesis and was like, doo, 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 "Playing games." When reboot would come on, that's when I would watch TV. <laughs> that's when my Saturday morning would start. You're such a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> reboot. All right, so good. How far, how far through your beers are we? Are we going to need to take a pause so we can finish? I finished mine. I can totally finish this and then as John right. pours this yeah, one, let's, we talk about that first beer, that first book. Yeah, let's take a pause then because okay. we still have two more beers to get through then. Before we get into our main topic, of course we have to pour another beer. And I brought this to the table. It's the Harpoon Maple Tap Imperial Porter, brewed with Vermont maple syrup. Which is a good thing because I believe Harpoon Brewery is in, no, it's in Boston, Massachusetts and Windsor, Vermont. So there you go. That's why it's brewed with Vermont maple syrup. This is the Canadian stuff. This is a really good beer. Is it? I haven't it's, tasted it yet. Well, talk about it because I'm still trying to form paint, like, my words for it. Paint a flavor picture for me, John. Um. Tingly bubbles. They're on the nose. There's it's a cinnamony, mapley smell. I get dirty diaper smell. I don't. I don't get that. Really? I, I Do you really, get dirty diapers? I really want more of like that, like a maple taste. Like there's a sweetness to it, and then like, hold on. The bubbles. The bubbles. Like, yeah, I get a sweetness. I get a cinnamon. Yeah. Almost a cinnamon, but not maple syrup. Yeah. And, but then it's just like, yeah. Oh, weirdness, and then it's like smoky. Mm, yeah, a little smoky. Not, yeah. not, like not a lot really of smoke. smoky, but like, there's a little, it's I like, mean, okay, I'm drinking a porter. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. you're drinking a porter. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm okay with it. I'd uh, want to drink this during the fall. Like, makes come sense. in from raking leaves. This is what I'd want. If this was in a different, bottle that said something like harpoon something holiday i'd be like okay like i would buy this as yeah. a holiday beer like it would definitely go for i would definitely think of it more as a holiday because i i get a lot of cinnamon mm-hmm. yeah cinnamon I, on the I nose cinnamon on the flavor but i really like this it's it's good but it's not something that i would probably drink again mm-hmm. i wouldn't drink like, it again wouldn't even be like birgatory or like bargatory <laughs> like, I, I would have it there I, I will probably forget about this beer after tonight, honestly. Yeah. I probably will, too, but it's something that I would buy and want to hold on to for the fall, for winter. Mm-hmm. Right in that early I think this is winter like beer. November. I don't know if it says anything Late about, October. Like, best Buy, but this is something that I think would probably be better. Well, it's got a year on it, so it's got the Harpoon 2014, which makes me think that maybe you can age it. Yeah, we've and it's a pretty high about a porter, though. I would. It's an imperial porter, but still, it's a imperial porter. porters and stouts should last. Yeah, but a porter, I feel like 
It doesn't say anything about like drink buy or best buy. That half that half idiot we had was a porter, and that was one of the best things we had that we aged out of that box. Yeah, the rat the wrestlers though porters. Yeah, but those those are low alcohol. Okay, they're just a porter. This is an imperial porter. This is high alcohol. This is almost nine percent, nine point one percent. Yeah, the higher the alcohol, the better it's going to age. Okay, this supposedly is probably be better. Age than it is right now. Like it's not bad, but yeah, there's just. I would definitely buy a bottle to keep in the cellar. To it, Mm -hmm. and I don't say that in the way that's like, oh man, this is a complex beer. I just think it's like a cacophony of feelings, thoughts, and flavors in my mouth. Yeah, hey, that's why we're here. We're here to talk about uh, what is on the shelf and what we're willing to buy and pick up off the shelf, much like comic books every month, right, guys? Yeah, we do that every month. Sometimes weekly. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes. Most times weekly. Uh, let's just jump into what we were talking about even before the, you know. We well, where were we on break? The book break. that you didn't read for this? No, no. The book that we were kind of segueing, well, but didn't really segue. Uh, Justice League number one. Okay. Yeah, because well, it's well, Justice, Justice League United, United number one. one. Uh, John and I, we kind of talked about it. I'm not sure if it, it was, it was a, it was a uh, not episode. I think you guys did. Because okay. it's when I was driving to... Grand Rapids, or I was going to St. Louis whenever it came out. And this is a, we talked about the zero issue before. Fucking Superman, big sneak peek. Every book, DC, every book. Every book. But this is telling the story of, uh, Animal Man, Star Girl, Martian Manhunter, Adam Strange, who gets stranger, and, uh, the weirdness that is going on in outer space with, with Hawkman. Hawk, yeah, Hawkman, and also a kidnapped Alina, right? Alina, Doctor uh, Doctor Strange, uh, St- uh, Adam Strange's girlfriend. Yeah, who is not slash a, like assistant? Who's not Renegarian? Renig from Rene? Rainian? Rain? Rainian? Because it's from like yeah, Thanagarian. Rainian, I think. Yeah, Rainian. Yeah. Who's just human? Uh and these aliens that are kidnapping different species in order to create the, at the end, spoilers, Ultra, the multi-alien. I didn't read the Zero issue because we weren't going to be talking about it mm-hmm. on the podcast. Like, you guys, like, discussed it on your own. So I was like, okay, well, like, I'm looking forward to number one. Um, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Mike McCone. Mm-hmm. But right on the title page, it's the... T- like the title of the arc, this is part two of three. And I was like, so that zero issue is actually like number one. It's yeah. not like that zero issue where it's like introducing you to all the characters. Like you yeah. missed the first part if you didn't buy the zero issue. So boo to me for that. Like well, I, I dropped to the, the ball. new DCU man. Everything yeah. has to have a zero issue because they had the zero issue month. Because I was like, oh, I'll be okay with jumping in on number one. And I was not because you no, you couldn't pick it up real quick. That no, battling a monster, battling a monster. No, I got that, but I want. I would like a little bit more of like, okay, here's why this team's together. Because at the start of this book, like wanna, everyone's al- already here. Like Hawkman's fighting. No, we'll we'll tell Lobo. you how bad uh, issue zero was. You want the uh, you want. Uh, I'm want gonna, the inside I'll, scoop? I'm going to read it. No, so, no, I'm going to so, give you the inside scoop okay, right now. Okay, I guess Adam I Strange shows up to the Toronto Comic Con, aka the Fan Expo, 
to talk to Stargirl and and uh, Animal Man, who are there doing signings, because Animal Man is a big star, and Stargirl is the face of, you know, the Justice, Justice League of America. America. So they want to, you know, they do a PR events like the Fan Expo. Because his girlfriend was Which kidnapped. Which we go to every year. Hey, yeah. tune into those episodes. They're really good. Uh, his girlfriend was kidnapped. He convinces okay. them. <laughs> he convinces them to go out to look at the uh, place that no, they were kidnapped. He convinces them to get up from the table to be like, okay, sir, like back away. And then he comes close to the, her cosmic rod and then they teleport. Oh, for a second. For a second, and then teleport back. And then like, well, this is really strange. We should investigate this. And then he's like, right over here, this clump of dirt, that's where she was standing, and that's when she disappeared. And then that alien, that big monster comes out and it starts attacking. And we learn that Olena was shot up to outer space someplace, and Hawkman walks in and starts messing up the ship. Okay, so here's what I know about the new 52. Hawkman just shows up and starts punching. Yes. Uh, he shows up in space all the time. Like, I, I still want to read the Zero issue just so I f- know what's going on. We told and you exactly I, what I, I know, I know, but I still want to read it. It's one of those, like, yeah, I need not to much, and that's why I was like, I'm not interested. And but, then Paul was like, no, not much happened. Uh, really hoping things are going to get there's better. There's not a lot to yeah, sell me. As I always do. There's not a lot to sell me on this book. Until, like, the Adam Strange stuff where he's, like, got his gear. And then, at that point, I was like, okay, this this could be kind of fun, kind of cool. Um, I like the relationship between Stargirl and Martian Manhunter. Yeah. That was the only like, good... That I, was... I think there's, like the, like, the cool, like, no, they have... They've met before. Like, they've had they've, some stuff with, like, Justice League of America. Trip, yeah. like, they went through the shit together. Like, they're the seasoned veterans of this team, but it's still just like she's just a kid, and he he was on Stormwatch. Like the Animal Man stuff is like kind of like thrown in there. He's just like I have elephant stuff. Like okay, yeah, it's just it's, Jeff Lemire liking Animal Man yeah. and Animal Man ending, so he puts him in this book. And I know, like I Paul, I think you said you wanted. Adam Strange to be that just like seasoned yeah. or like I wanted him to be coming back from outer space and being like no guys shit I, is going to hit the fan really soon I from need outer a, space I need a team together we need to start like worrying about this that you guys don't even know I I kind of like this Adam Strange though I, I I don't know he's not existent in the book he gets he finds he, stuff. he falls down he a hole he gets he, blasted he falls away down a hole, and then he's like no I think I know he, how to do this and then gets shit. a splash page. That, 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 I think I know how to do this whole uh, jetpack thing now, and a ray gun. I don't know. It's it's just kind of like it's not a great thing. book, but there's enough here that would make me be like, uh, if Paul bought number three because number two. Yeah, yeah. Part number two, part three. <laughs> I. It's technically number three, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I would read it in hopes that, like, okay, like, no, it's it's more solid. Like, if I can, it found its footing. If they can guarantee me that we'll get character moments like we got with Martian Manhunter and Star Girl for the cool other thing. characters, yeah, that's good like, looking. The design's really like, cool. It'll be fine, but right now it's it's kind of like 
too many characters, not enough focus on each one. Yeah. And it, it there's, seems like there's people a, are just there to just, be there. There's a lot going on. It's all thrown together. And then it's like, are we calling ourselves Justice League? Are we going to be the Justice League? That that page is awesome. Yeah, that is like cool. Like with Martian Manhunter hitting the alien and just like shattering. Mm-hmm. Mike McCone. Old Star Wars. Stalwart of the DC Universe, I think. I, I loved his Teen Titan stuff. And he sold this book. Like, he did such a great job on it. Like. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. The costume I like the panel the breakdowns, too. Everything looks really, really good. It's just not there in the actual story and the script. But that page with him, like, hitting the alien and having it shatter, and you see just, like, all the pieces. I was like, this is gorgeous. Like, work went into this page. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, like, a close-up of Martian Manhunter destroying an alien. Mm-hmm. It's... You're back, and he's a billion pieces, but every one of them is drawn individually. Um, I really did enjoy the Stargirl Martian Manhunter, but it's a lot softer of a Martian Manhunter that we've gotten in this new DCU. Yeah, because the new DCU Martian Manhunter is kind of a dickwad, and I don't like him. I like this Martian Manhunter. Yeah, this is old school Martian Manhunter versus that new one. So I was thrown off because... I was expecting that more edgier Martian Manhunter that we got in Stormwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, spoilers, I was glad those guys blew up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's talking about the next yeah. book. It's not, it just did not, the first zero issue did not have enough to grab me. Um, I didn't even want to finish it. I don't think I did finish it. And then this, I read to get through it. I liked some moments. When Chris went back and was talking about the art, that's when I kind of noticed the art, because I really was just reading it to get through it. I think it's good. You know, it's... It's a, it's a really good-looking book. He, it's Jeff a good-looking book. If Jeff Lemire is able to balance... Like, okay, this was definitely the more Stargirl, Martian Manhunter-focused issue, and then the next issue we go with more with, you know, uh, Animal Man and Green Arrow... And that's how the the rhythm and the flow of these issues go. I'll probably end up really enjoying the the run. Yeah, and I'm I'm flipping through it again, and I forgot how ham fisted like Animal Man's written because it's like lightning. Good thing I can channel an electric eel. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very same. comic booky. It's very for. introducing every character. Hey, Which, Green Arrow, do you have a lightning rod arrow in your quiver? It's uh, it's introducing these characters to people that which have never it, read them. Which before. people should already the, the everybody should pretty much already know who these characters are, and it should be introducing Adam Strange. But Adam Strange is just a dude. He's just a dude who fell down a hole, <laughs> and then and then he's like, I got a rocket pack. Look at this cool mega. Look at this cool Mega Man helmet. I, it is a Mega Man. It is no, it's a Rockman. No, Mega Man X. Mega Man. No, it's the his villain, the one that was basically Proto Man. Okay, yeah, I can see it because yeah. it's the red and white color scheme. Yeah. Okay. I I, I follow you now. <laughs> you're the, one that, that, you're the one that brought it up, Paul. I'm the one that had to correct you guys. Self-effacing right it there. Is right there. Uh I don't know. I, and I will say this again. If Paul bought 
yeah. issue two. I probably I, will. I would read it. I will read it if you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I will because I love Star Girl. I like Jeff Lemire and I like Animal Man. But I can't. It's it's one of those ones that have to I'll do that one next. Like after this arc, DC, it really has to yeah. uh, Let me pick up. To... Yeah. Um. I I I completely agree. Like mm-hmm. it it needs to find where it's going to be and, and the be is, there. Yeah, the art because is, then I think it'll be a good book. Yeah, the art is good enough where it's not like a decision for me. And the art is good, but it still has kind of old school look to it. Like there's not a lot of detail in the backgrounds. It's just like that orange it's well, just an orange background. It's Canada. There's no backgrounds in Canada. <laughs> but, but no, it's that it's that wilderness. it's that oh we show these people but it's an orange background and it just pops because mm-hmm. the, of the people who are on screen. Yeah. You know, or on, in that picture. But then the next picture next to it is a yellow background because Green Arrow is in it. Like it artistically works but it doesn't make sense. And there's nothing going on in great detail in the back. But that should be the focus. Like You're watching the action. Yeah, no, I, and I enjoyed that art, but it does have that kind of more 90s feel. What are you doing wrong? It's not letting me okay. sign in. What's the next book? Um, well, next we're going to be talking about Future's End, number one. Oh, okay. Which is a, another weekly series from DC Comics, much like Batman Eternal. Mm-hmm. This one written by Brian Azzarello, Keith Giffen, Dan Jurgens. And also Jeff Lemire. Uh, this issue has art from Keith Giffen and Patrick, Patrick Zischner. And this is issue number one. We also read issue number zero. We, this had a zero. I, I read the zero issue. It was this, a free comic book day yeah, one. This is available from Comixology as their free comic book day offering. Um, you can get this one for free still, mm-hmm. even if you didn't go to the store, which I think is really smart. Every company should have their free comic book day available comics digitally. available because hey, I I read this one, mm-hmm. uh, but this tells a story like thirty years in the future of thirty five yeah thirty five thirty five years in the future of the new fifty two where shit's going down. There's crazy robot cyborg in insects. like insect robotic mm-hmm. superheroes. That are going around killing mm-hmm. and assimilating other yeah. superheroes to join them. And they all have like the OMAC logo on them. If you don't know what that is, it doesn't matter. You'll find out. And we have an aged Bruce Wayne sending back Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond, back to the past to stop what he and Michael Holton Mr. Terrific have set into play Which because they, they led to this future. Mm-hmm. But what we get is actually Terry McGinnis coming back to the point where it's too late. He's five years into the future of the new 52 now. But I Which have is still ask. the future, but it's the past of the future. Right. It's days of, fu- of futures it's, past. It's days of futures now. Okay. <laughs> John, uh, when you read OMAC, back when OMAC was still <laughs> going on, OMAC was subservient to who? I don't. Wasn't it Brother I? No, no. But Brother I was part of OMAC. Oh, I don't remember. Did you Did you read anything beyond number one? Be honest. No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, but I remember you talking about him him 
and working with Brother I, right? I, Paul, I do not. I absolutely do not remember. I just remember is, it was okay. like, you know what? All that's, I remember is what DCU is, the DC executives are counting on because they're not, they're only three years into the new DCU and they're already contradicting themselves in their crazy continuity. But it, it could have. I mean, do you remember? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's, that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm asking because you're the one that read Omac and you described it to us. We all read Omac. Yes. And he was fighting with or in control of Brother I. Brother I was part of it. Um. Yeah, but this issue number one starts off with Terry McGinnis. In the five years from now, yeah. New 52. And he realized he's been sent back to the wrong point. But there's only enough juice to get him yeah, to the, the one, one jump. Channel. So now he has to try to deal with what happened. Um, and, and here's where our story goes. Yeah, Mr. Terrific, the last time I read anything from him, he got shoveled into Earth 2. And I have no idea how he got back to Earth 1. Well, maybe we'll find out in the story. Maybe it's part of the story. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. And Stormwatch gets defeated, which John was happy about. Well, that guy looks like Steve-O. He does look like Steve-O. But basically, they need to... He was being sent back in time to kill somebody to stop Brother Eye from being launched. Because Brother Eye will create this horrible future where everybody gets assimilated Hawk via the Borg. Space. Yeah. Yes. And he's got both designs. It's very Borgy. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually enjoy this more than I thought I was going to. Hmm. Okay. You and, know, go ahead. Um, I, I think part of that is because it's Batman Beyond. Like, I love that cartoon. I'm always happy when I see Terry McGinnis showing something that I'm already reading. Mm-hmm. I always um, want him to say Feeny. <laughs> Feeny! And want he tacos. And this is, this is a weekly series that I would probably be more okay buying if I was going to the comic book shop mm-hmm. every week and just spending money indiscriminately like I used to. Now that I'm a little bit more of like the penny pincher, yeah. It's it's one of those things that's like, if this goes on sale, like after it wraps up for a dollar an issue, Mm -hmm. I'll probably like like pick it up and check it out because Would you would you spend the fifty two dollars for the entire series? Is it fifty two it's gonna be fifty two issues? This is a year long? I don't know if it's actually a year long, but it is a weekly series. Right. So I think we can assume it's going to be. Does it say a part year, one of a year maximum? It, it doesn't say anything know. of that. Um, it's not a great book, but it's something that I enjoyed more than I thought I was going to. Mm. Unlike Justice League United, where I was like, oh, okay, like I could read more of this. This I was like, I would read more. If I had the option of, uh, we're going to make you buy one or the other, Justice League, United, or this, I would pick this. Mm. But I wasn't overly thrilled with it. It didn't really grab me. I didn't read the Zero issue, so I don't know if that really helped get you into it, Paul, and saying no. You, you can kind of figure it out. I liked... I it liked the attack on... It was in a... 
the zero issue is basically the assault on Wayne Manor, where they're like trying to prep for yeah. going back in time. Oh, that sounds cool. It's, it's the fall of Krypton, ex- yeah. except it's Batman sending Batman Beyond back in time. Oh, that's a really good way to put it. Uh, I do like the Terry McGinnis stuff. Um, I did like this where the guy's like just staring there watching him fight the robot. Um, I, I like the fact that Alfred's like an AI at this point. Yeah. That hasn't been affected by yeah. Brother Eye, which is kind of weird. Um, and then I like the Grifter stuff. The Grifter stuff was actually really cool, where he's just taking out yeah, he's like, just the like demonites. killing killing people like, um, and I don't really care about the Firestar. No, every time Firestorm shows up now, I'm like, f that guy. I don't like Firestorm. Yeah, this is a horrible dynamic that they don't evolve they, out of her. See, I haven't read enough of the new Fifty Two Firestorm. But you reread the first issue, right? I, I read the first. How's issue. it different from this? It's, it's, it's the two, two people. It's two people stuck together. Yeah. And, and neither one, neither neither one of them are that likable. But here's exactly. the thing: this could be the series that makes them grow. Like I haven't read enough of them to know like what else they've really been in and what their dynamic is beyond. It's been this. three years and they haven't grown in their dynamic at all. But they Plus haven't really. Five. They haven't really had anything else to grow in though. At the same time. Uh, I do like the character design for it. Yeah, I don't know it's, if it's, it's the same, but I cool like looking. it. Yeah, I know. I I would be okay with this being that growing point for these two characters as this one character, um, Jason and Robbie, finally like working together instead of being like, "No, man, like I got this chick here. Of course, I'm not going to answer your call." Um, well, it's all his fault. It's that Green Arrow's dead. Because he was trying to bang it out. <laughs> bang it out. Bang it out. It's, there was enough here that made me be like, eh, maybe I'd, I'd buy number two. And I thought about it. Like, I don't, if it came down to this or Batman Eternal, I would gladly buy and read Batman Eternal every week. Like, if you guys were both like, you know what, I don't want to do the month trade-off thing. I'd, I'd buy Batman Eternal and be like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep reading this. Mm-hmm. It's a much better book than what we had from the like one and a half, two issues of this so far. But there was enough from zero and one to make me be like, okay, I, I'd i like to see where it goes. No, wake me up when it's over. Much like your talk about Nailbiter number one. Right, guys? <laughs> oh, well. I didn't realize we were talking about this. I I dropped the ball. I don't have too much to say about it, so we can um, we can pour the next beer since we're halfway through the look back. Okay, that sounds good. And we're gonna get into our next beer. This is single malt scotch. We promised this last week. Yeah, we we were gonna do this last week, and then we actually ran out of time. Yeah, and I think all of us were just kind of okay with what we had drank, Mm -hmm. and it was afterwards we're like, oh yeah, we forgot to do that. Um, so we're getting it in this week. Uh, single malt Scotch ale from Saranac. This is a Scotch ale aged in bourbon barrels. You're looking about nine percent, and uh, it's a pretty good little decent cheap. And yeah. I'm sorry, it's whiskey aged. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. Uh, well, it's Scotch ale in a whiskey barrel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like yes. Scotch ales, but this I love. Wait, you don't like Innocent Gun? 
well, instant gun is okay, but like most of the other scotch ales he's, we've had, he's talking about a regular. I, and I'm yeah, pretty much the same way. Everything that instant gun has has been aged in, in some something kind of barrel. It might be whether like it, oak barrels, okay. whiskey barrels, rum barrels. Are we heavy from Great Divide. That's I think a scotch ale. I think I would need to have it again. I don't yeah, remember. I that's pretty good. Normal, like, or is that Claymore? Is it we Clay, or Claymore? Is um the guys that make Hercules? Uh, yeah, that's Great Divide. Yeah, Great, Great Divide. Divide. Yeah, I'm trying to think of which one is their uh, scotch ale. It's either Claymore or We Heavy. No, I'm forgetting which. Yeah, well, I, I think a like We the, Heavy is a scotch. Like, is considered a scotch. Even ale. the Founder Scotch Ale, I'm not a big fan which of. Yeah, the Founder Scotch Ale. Uh. There's scotch. There's scotch. I can't remember the name of it. I don't. Now. It's I don't, the one. It's got uh. It. Isn't it really called something? Ba- it's called something, something it's bastard. Back, it's not backwoods bastard. It's because that's their barley. No, the uh, the backwoods bastard is I think just their bastard scotch ale aged in bourbon barrels. We bet no, it's not we bastard. I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't remember. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of scotch. <laughs> I, and I will agree with Chris. I'm not a huge Scotch Ale fan. Hmm. But when they're aged, Innocent Gun, I've enjoyed yeah. most of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Backwoods Bastard yeah. is by far one of the greatest versions of that. I'm surprised that you found that. I, I just recently, for some reason, we got like four or five four packs in Any at Wegmans. I didn't. I just bought one. I, when I was there the other night, I looked to see if there were any in there. They weren't there. Yeah. Uh, well, me, this guy at work, and this other guy at work, I told them that they should get them. And the one guy at work... Stop telling people to buy it. Well, I knew that I wasn't going to buy all of them. Well, you... You call you, us. Then. You weren't going to buy them then. I came, I came home, and I told... I gave one to Chris. And if Chris was a good beer drinker, he would have gotten up and went out and bought the other ones. He was... By the time I drank it, it was like 11 o'clock at night. Hey, well, Wegmans is open 24 hours. I know, but... But I drank it and then went law, to bed. You can't sell it yeah, until like after yeah, four a.m. and then you have to wait until after eight. So there's a four-hour window where we are not allowed to buy beer. Hmm, that's silly. Um, but this is good. It does. I didn't ha- make the law. The founders is called Dirty Bastard. By Dirty the way. Bastard. I knew it was something bastard. Um, this is good. It's got it's got a lot more of that Scotch ale characteristic to it, with a little bit of that punch from the whiskey. Little tartness right at the end. It's a it's a good sipping drinking beer. I really really like this beer. I originally bought this for the podcast like three weeks ago. You drink all of them, and then I I drank one because I was like, well, it comes in a four pack. I'll drink one tonight while I'm playing video games, and then I'll bring the other three, you know, on Sunday. <laughs> I didn't. I well, drank them all. But I also told you, oh, we have a three pack of that in the basement for us already. Because you offered me a bottle out of it. And I'm glad you didn't take me up on it. <laughs> it is really good. It's really good. This is better than most Saranac beers, I'm mm-hmm. going to yeah. say. No, no. Yeah, okay. Prove I can me wrong. Prove me there. wrong, It's Paul. up there. It's definitely up there. It's, it's, it's probably in the, at least the top five right now for but me. This is one of their, what, what do they call it? High Peaks or? Uh, yes, uh, it is. Peaks. It is one of their High Peaks. And this is Which the is first High Peaks dish. that isn't. A bomber. It's a four pack. Uh, in nine ninety nine for four pack, not bad. Not bad. Uh, for a Scotch single malt, you know, brewed in nine ninety nine, that you could get an innocent gun. I honestly. would take this over an innocent gun. I think. Yeah, 
Well, it depends on which innocent gun. I really like the rum. The rum's got the that great vanilla. Yeah, the rum's really good. I, I would take this over just like the whiskey barrel ones. I think. Or the just the oak barrel. The oak one. age one, which I had on tap recently and it's still really good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's but definitely competes. this is the thing that like I. It's good, but I'm going to be sipping on it more. Like, it's not yeah. something I'm just going to down right away. Oh, that's good, because we got two more comic books to talk about. Ooh. First being... First Nail being Biter. from Image Comics, Nailbiter. This is uh, written by Joshua Williamson and art by Mike Henderson. And this book focuses around a ex... Is he FBI or CIA? I think he's FBI. Um... Uh... I'm trying. I'm thinking back to when he's like introducing himself to the policewoman. Yeah, I think he's ex CIA who has been caught up in a scandal. He's going to be going under review, um, and it looks like due to his aggression, he is he's done something wrong, and it looks like that his career is going to be over. And one of his only friends calls him up and says, "Hey, I've cracked this case." In this small town where all these serial killers have been coming out of, I figured it out you got to get up here. And as he once he gets up there, his friend has gone missing. And it's kind of kind of it feels like it's going to be that Twin Peaks kind of story. It's Twin Peaks meets Seven. Yeah, and uh, and I really like that about this book. And at the end, it's it's this. FBI agent going to the serial killer that they he, that he helped capture that has been released and has gone back home and like the town just hates that he's back in in the town but he's just he goes about his normal day he's under complete surveillance and it looks like it's going to be this FBI agent working with the serial killer to find his friend and to uncover everything like the first reading of this book it was one of those like this is a john book like (laughs) and i say that because it's like you buy a lot of stuff and like you read it and you're like okay like i read the number one i won't read anymore and it's once he's in the town and like he's getting to know the locals and like it's oh it's right here like where he goes to like the murder shop because there's a guy that's trying to capitalize on the fact that, like, no, like, we're the, the headquarters for, like, all these serial, serial killers. killers. Like, I'm trying to bring a horror convention to this town. That's where I was kind of like, okay, this is getting more interesting now. But And that's, like, halfway through the book. And then there's, like, the, like, like angsty girl that, like, all the, like, locals are picking up because they're like, we know you're going to be the next serial killer. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you got the female sheriff, like it, it, it has kind of like this, and it's, it's not, but it has like this formulaic-ness about it, but I found the book really enjoyable. It wasn't until I got like halfway through it that I was like, okay, like I, I want to keep reading it. And, and then when it's at the end of the book that you find out that this serial killer who, would abduct people and then he would just keep them around and like chew their fingernails off. He'd find people who would chew their fingernails, then kidnap them, let their fingernails grow out, and then he would trim them back himself with his teeth. 
it's once you find out that he's been like he got off and he's he moved back home. I was like, this is really weird. But it's and it was at that point I was getting a little bit more invested in the book. Yeah. I I would read more. Uh I I really enjoyed this and I do. I I love gr- I look at these books, I read the solicitations, and I go, that's an interesting concept. Let me give you $4. Let me give you $4. I'll check it out. If you deliver on what I'm expecting out of it, maybe I'll keep buying it. And the thing that... Did this deliver? This did deliver. And the thing that got me to actually buy this one was in the solicitation, they had a blurb from Scott Snyder who said, I want uh, Joshua... Williamson to die and will this project to me <laughs> so then I can say it was my idea. Nice. And that was the thing that was like, all right, well, if Scott Snyder's likes this, and the reason I picked up Six Gun is because Scott Snyder said, that's my favorite book right now. That's what made me pick that up. That's why I got this, and I thought, um, it's interesting enough idea. I, li- I like this kind of macabre thing. I'll check it out. Just quick sidebar, like, don't want to dwell on this too much. Uh, Cullen Bunn is going to be writing the new Shadows uh, series from Dynamite. Oh, really? Yeah, I would pick up the I would pick up the number one. I just I just saw that today, and I was like, oh, that that could be interesting. Um, will you be buying number two of this? I will buy number two of this. I will gladly gladly read. I it. I really like the art too. It's it's like um. It's a cartoony look, but it's more realistic Ben yeah. Templesmith. Yeah. That, I think that's the perfect way to... If Ben Templesmith had drawn this book, I would have like been like, okay, it's definitely his type of book. Yeah. But it's a much more grounded... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, earthy. The, the color tones, the looks of people, it's a... I don't want to say a better drawn, but more realistic drawn Ben Templesmith book. Uh, all around, I really liked it. I liked everything about it. I thought I liked the Twin Peaks feel to it. I like this underlying mystery that's going to be happening. And I think the play between... Because it, it's not just about finding out what made this town be the home for, like, like was it 16? Something like that. Like 17 serial killers have all come from this town. Like what really brings it is like no this guy's partner has gone missing. He's like his only friend. I think the, the, the fucking bees. Like <laughs> yeah, the bees. There's like a bee farm nearby. It, it's very Twin Peaksy where it's, you're getting yeah. like, the cast of characters and everyone's got like this little tweak on it. Yeah, and uh, I'm I, just expecting someone like walk in and order pie. Yeah, to, like, yeah, doctor. like this is a really good cup of coffee. Um. No, I really, I I really enjoyed it, and uh, I'm glad that you liked it. Paul didn't read it. Oh, I I don't think Paul would like this. Book. I don't think Paul would this like it. This is not too. a Paul book. I, yep. You know what? But exactly, it, it it could be. But Paul, like hearing us talk about it, it did you hear anything that was like? Were you paying oh, any attention? No, I wasn't. <laughs> All right, I was reading. Well, stuff. what what book would you bring to the table? Uh, a kung fu book, because you guys know how much I love kung fu. Or maybe we just found out about your love of kung fu, (laughs) really. So apparently, so Uh, I was really. I'm watching more kung fu movies with you. I love watching kung fu movies. 
Uh, the it one all, thing it all goes back to like those things where we're like, hey, let's find a Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> I'm always like, yes, let's do that. The thing is, uh, my wife, you know, the silent partner of the podcast, Kate. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off because the way you were, you did that, it was almost like my wife. I expect you to go, God rest her soul. Like, <laughs> well, here's the yeah, thing. It's like she's in the over room. One of our best friends growing up loved like uh kung fu movies mm-hmm. and she's now so put off by them it's it's really difficult kung fu movies like she used to watch like all the old bruce lee movies and yes. the dragon and yeah that makes you more into kung fu no, movies. apparently kate just got so put off by him because she every time she would hang out with you know her friend uh what they would watch is, and she was like, you know what? I wanted to go over and hang out with them, and not just sit there and watch a movie. Can we have this friend on the show? Uh, we should. Will they they probably have. Books? They probably have really good. Like, oh, you haven't seen this? You need to watch mm-hmm. this kung fu movie. I wish I remembered who was like. You should watch Stephen Chow movies because then I'd be like, yes, thank you. Yeah, that guy was great. Chow Young Fat movies. But man, I. I you know, even watching the really crap, you guys hated the really crappy kung fu television shows, but I watched them anyways, I, I, because it's I, the I, most kung fu I could get. I did, uh, kung fu, the second, whatever. The Legend Continues? It's good. It was really boring. You had to walk on rice paper. Without <laughs> <laughs> oh. ripping it. Ooh. Take this grasshopper yeah. out of my hand. No, not grasshopper, the stone. And they would call him grasshopper. Yeah. Come on. Uh, Come on. I haven't watched that since I was a kid, so yeah. I I can understand John's. You know what? I think it was from. I think I it guess. was from a. It was from a parody? comedy. Uh, yeah, parody where it's like, oh, it was the. Uh, Take this grasshopper out of my hands. Walk on stones. No, it was the. Um, it was that what? stupid uh, ping pong movie with. Uh, oh, balls of fury! Balls of fury! And he's like, "Take this grasshopper," and he grabs it out of his hand and he smashes it, and he's mm. like. What are you doing? That was my lucky grasshopper. So oh. Why would you smack it out of my hand? Because oh. it's supposed to seal a stone. Yeah. yeah, that's where I got mixed up. That's where you got mixed up. But don't get mixed They're up. They're basically Ping. the same. Kung Ping Fu. Pong. The Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. What is it called? It, it's Fu. called Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Fu right. Number one uh, from Marvel, and it's written by. I can't read it from where. Uh, Benson. By Mike Benson with art by Ten Eng Huat. I feel yeah. so bad for Ten Wang Huat because it is really bad art. It's not bad art. It's, it's very much just like your standard it's, Marvel comic it, book. It's no. It's not that great of art. It's really below. sketchy. Like, look at this. Okay, here's the thing. When he's talking to Captain America, that art's not great. Like this panel right here, especially. Where he, Captain America, has an upturned nose, and then when he gets full it's, front, the front, front face, the actual America, stuff with like, it's not him, like, in front of, like, the, it's like, like the he's shops. an Archie comic book character, comic book dra- it's, artist, and it's he's all very to do narrow action. faces when, like, yeah. you're pulled back a little bit. Like, if the camera had pulled back in the scene, like, Everything's very narrowed, but then, like, if you, like, pull back in, things are a little bit more fuller. Yes, everybody is very strict. Who did the know. cover? Because the cover art's really... The Dave co- Johnson. Oh, well, that makes sense, Yeah, then. Dave Johnson's an awesome cover artist. But, um, yeah, the art in it, it just was lacking. What I think is really interesting about this 
is on the cover, they don't say it's a new Shang-Chi book. Well, because they probably aren't allowed to say Shang-Chi on the cover. I don't know why they would, though. Because for years, they weren't even able to publish the omnibus or any back. Back I don't know. I don't know the story actually. Yeah. Can do you want to give some light to this? Well, yeah, because uh, what is like what yeah, is this? Shang Chi was actually one of these characters that was in a legal battle with Marvel whether or not they could actually publish the backlog. Because we had a Marvel Knights book, I want to say like in two thousand five ish. That was one of his books. Because I have that. Was it named Shang Chi? I don't. I think it was named like Kung Fu. Yeah. But he also he popped up in. Um, Secret Avengers, mm-hmm. two years ago, maybe, when that... Was he th- named? Yeah. Okay. So maybe about two years ago, they got the rights back But it to wasn't it. like Shang-Chi, Secret Avengers. Right. Like, he was just a member in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, remember in Infinite Crisis, how we saw the hand of Swamp Thing? Yeah. But we didn't get to see Swamp Thing? Okay. It's been one of those kind of legal ramblings with... Shang-Chi, whether or not they could actually use the character name Shang-Chi. Uh, that's been going back and forth in Marvel's legal department. But now that they have Disney... They have those Disney lawyers <laughs> yeah, the, the bills. And Disney lawyers are great. They're able to change laws yeah, in Copyright the law yep. does not apply to Disney. Nope. Um, I, the, the layouts, I think, like this... This was a really cool yeah. panel but uh, where a guy, tell... where a guy, I, I just okay, wanted to like the oh, pan, yeah. like, cause we're talking about the art. Yeah, yeah, the ahead. layouts were pretty good. They just weren't well done. But like in this one scene, it just shows it's this, it's four panels. It's the same picture. A guy walking in, a guy following him. Nothing happens. The guy following him being kicked out the window. Mm-hmm. And you want to get into story. Yeah. yeah. So why was he getting kicked out the window? Well, the story's pretty simple. Uh, the long-term girlfriend of Shang-Chi, which I don't remember the name, uh, was killed I'm, I'm while sorry. she was out on an MI6 yeah. mission because she was infiltrating a secret ninja organization. Shang-Chi learns about this and doesn't really want to seek vengeance, but he's interested in getting justice from the Shadow Ghosts. And there's a bunch of ninja Shadow Ghosts. Uh, MI6 is interested in what Shang-Chi is doing because they feel like they could follow him and figure out who's actually leading this Shadow Ghost organization. And Shang-Chi has been doing secret missions for the Avengers. Um, I think this book, I did, I did like this book. It'd be hard for me to... It'd be hard for me to buy issue two. It wouldn't be hard for me to read issue two. Yeah. If, if you were to buy it, I would probably read it. But what this book needs is that, oh, cause like from that cover and from what the story mm-hmm. is, you could say it's trying to follow that Matt Fraction Hawkeye kind of story. And if you had that art okay. a little more David Ajayi, like, yeah, yeah. You pepped that art up, color tones, everything. I think this book would be a lot better, and you would it would sell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the art is holding me back it, a bunch because it feels like the Marvels also am to Iron Fist. It's unfortunate that Iron like, Fist was also battling a bunch of 
Like shadowy ninjas. It's the art is the, like the, the it was this is. it was this page that I was like, oh my god, this I had a thumb back and be like, is the all the art this bad? And then I'm like, oh yeah, no, like well, no that which page which page? the page where he's talking to Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah, like that page because. His when he's not so doing action, like, when he's sitting and talking yeah. to characters, even when he's talking to the people up on the roof about the sword, I'm like, the the ghostly figure in the background, I'm like, who's that supposed to be? Oh, it's supposed to be the woman that he loved. Is that really a woman? I, I don't know. It's, the art's not great, but it's still not bad. It's, it, it's... It, it's hit it's and miss. you know what it's not it doesn't it's feel a step below good it doesn't feel like Marvel caliber mm-hmm. like it just like it ugh. yeah it's the one thing the art is that. really because then then you have a picture like this and I'm like oh I would read that book yeah but that's like a Dave Johnson cover for number two <laughs> like you can't <laughs> equate that to yeah, interiors but, but the thing is like that cover art. Shouldn't be better than the art in that's, the book. That's a lot of covers, though. I don't know. This what I ran into when I was reading this is the fact that I was like, okay, this isn't bad. This mm-hmm. is okay. I really want to read more Legend of the Shadow Clan from Aspen. <laughs> like this book made me be like, this I is- really liked this other kung fu book. I'm gonna look it up on Comicsology and maybe buy some. Like. Because I've always been a fan of just karate and, like, kung fu mm-hmm. stuff. Since and the Karate Kid. Legend of the Shadow Clan was, like... I like Karate Kid Part 2 more than Karate Kid Part 1. Legend of the Shadow Clan is probably my kung fu book. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I have no affinity towards... Even more so kung. than Iron Fist. No, I, I, I like... You didn't Iron just pick it for your list. Here's the thing. I like Iron Fist because... The creative teams and just the way the stories are told on it. Okay. Like, if it was anyone else writing or drawing those Iron Fist books, I probably wouldn't have such an affinity for it. Legend of the Shadow Clan, I like more just because of how the story told and what it was. Like, that, it was, it was cool. And reading this made me go, oh, I have the rest of the, uh, Matt Fraction, um, Iron, Fist. Iron Fist, and I down I bought all the Immortal Weapons about all those other characters that were in that second volume. I'm, and I'm like, download those, and I'm like, this this makes me go, oh, I should get off my ass and read those because I have them, and I've just I've been a little bit just sitting on them because I haven't had too much time to read, and it's like. This book made me want to read those books yeah. more. And it's unfortunate, but that's what exactly how it felt. This is the and also book to yeah. everything else that Marvel's doing. And it's I wish he found a better niche. But maybe they I were think... trying to do for so long this niche of you know of of this character with other characters because they weren't able to use them for so long. Mate, you know, yeah, but like, I mean, you know what I mean? I don't know. If I, I, I think, I think the story wise, it wasn't bad mm-hmm. of this guy, of this it's master. It's kung fu. Yeah. 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 It's, if, if, it's uh, what you would expect from a kung fu book. Exactly. It's a revenge story. Yes. But, but the thing is, is you're going to go into this. The only thing the holding. The only thing <sighs> that isn't here in this kung fu story is that in I order to, to hear get revenge. I, to say. I, I know. 
But, but, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the one that brought this bump. <laughs> the only thing that would make it more Kung Fu Story is that in order to get revenge, he had to go to a tournament. Number two hasn't come out. <laughs> the only thing really holding this book back is the art. Right. I think almost anyone else doing this art, it would have sold me. It would have been me going, oh, why didn't I buy this number one? Yeah. And that art really, it just, yeah, it, it really held this back. Mm-hmm. So. So much so. I can't even, like, describe how unpleasant I found the artwork. Yeah. And it wasn't too bad in the beginning, and then middle, and then... scenes are done well. Yeah. But the the slow moments of character development and story... Which is a lot. A lot of it. A lot of it. The whole middle. I mean, it's, it's... There are so many different beats in this. You have people hunting down his girlfriend, him doing these action scenes, Captain America talking to him, him bringing the sword, him chasing this guy down, him pulling a dude's tooth out of his head. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jack, Black Jack Taggart showing up, leaving in a helicopter, and it's like, all these beats, it's like, it's the guy chose to do like, I'm gonna draw this with my right hand, I'm gonna draw this with my left hand. I'm ambidextrous, and people going like, oh, okay, I guess so. Mm-hmm. We'll print that. Yeah. Almost anybody else on this art, I think, would have made, would have sold this book to me. This book, it, as much as I like the story, as much as it's like, yes, this is a kung fu story with the revenge and everything, it is the art holding it back 100%. Yeah. And then you have David Johnson, who does these great covers who is a great artist doing the covers on this it's like when i was trying to buy frankenstein agent of shade and they had um uh three names what's his name he did all the covers for 52 oh, uh, you mean oh for 52 uh man okay jg jones jg jones J.G. Jones doing these awesome covers for Frankenstein and then me opening the book going like, oh my gosh, somebody threw up inside my book. I don't know, it's... But to kind of go back to what you said where, okay, I drew this page right-handed, I drew this page left-handed. Yeah, okay, maybe the right-handed pages are better. (laughs) But we've still had worse-looking books for the look back. And those pages or panels that I'm like, ugh, this art... The bad pages didn't ruin it for me, I guess. Because there was enough there in the story to make me be like, oh, okay, like, this is, uh, this is a kung fu story. This is, but, this is a book that, if Paul continues to buy it, I will read it because I'm, I'm in, I'm intrigued in the story. It's not like when we read something like Hawkeye and all of us start buying Hawkeye. Yeah. Or it's not something else where it's like, oh, this book, yes, we're all gonna buy it. Or even, like, God of Thunder. Paul and I buy that book. I still need to catch up on that. I just haven't yet. And it's just like, there are some of these books that it's just like, yes, story. Art sells it even more. Where this is story, I like it. Art Mm, keeps me from saying, I will buy that issue. It keeps me from recommending this. Yeah. Now, are you... What was the number one? 
Are you going to buy issue two? Probably not. Yeah. Because it, I, because it feels so less than what they're doing with Invincible or the, you know. Iron, the Iron Fist. Fist. What, what, but what is it? Invincible Iron Fist? Iron Fist, the living weapon. Oh, Iron Fist, the living weapon. Yeah. Okay. Well, Immortal Iron Fist was the fraction. Yeah, fraction one. Okay. Um, so power rankings for these four issues. Hmm. Do you want me to go since? Yeah, go ahead. That way you guys can think about it. Uh, my number one, Future's End. It's not a great book, but there was enough mm-hmm. there to make me be like, okay, I will read number two. Like, I would buy number two right now if I was like, I'm bored. What can I read? Uh, number two, Nailbiter. Hmm. Three, just. That was a little surprise for me. Yeah. I thought that was going to be your number three. No, uh, number three, Justice League United, just to see where it goes and can it get better. Four, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Like I said, I'm interested in the story. Like, the art didn't, like, dissuade me. I'd like a little bit more consistency. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be able to say consistency. <laughs> Consistently? Consistently. I'd love to say consistency. Consistently. <laughs> um... But it it wasn't bad. Yeah. And that was the thing. Like, I felt like we were being really negative for a book that we... It had something there. Yeah. It just wasn't all I think, the way there. I think it's not being negative. It's that anger that we really liked it. We want to keep buying it. But well, this is for but price. this is keeping me from it. Is it's the redhead stepchild of this week's look back. Yeah. It's the thing that's like, oh, I like going down this street because I get home faster... But there's this bully that's there, so I'm going to walk around the block to get home. Um, my power ranking would be Nailbiter, Future's End, Kung Fu, and then Avengers, or uh, Justice, Justice League. United. There's just, I just, there's nothing in it. Like I, I, When you pointed out the art to me is when I was like, oh yeah, the art, I really like the art in this. Okay. Because I just, it... I don't like <laughs> I don't like anything about that book. Well, I really don't. For my power rankings, Justice League United number one is my top. Okay, well, and you know why? Because you, can you defend it? I'm just I'm just curious because there's enough. If if Jeff Lemire and I do trust in Jeff Lemire, we, we gives us those do. character moments. You should every, have interviewed him that one year, yeah, but you well, were dying. I was sick. Yeah. <laughs> I can lost I, can I just organ. ask you, before you go on, because you interrupt me yeah. all the time. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> Are you putting this at number one for what you believe will happen further on in this book? Are you being Paul? Are you, yeah, are yes. you Pauling this, or it's nothing in this book that's making you put this as number one, but it's what you're hoping is going to come from well, this book? Okay. Well, here's the thing. We got some. Here good, is the thing. We got some good character moments. All, all he can say is like, "Here's like, I'm Paul." <laughs> <laughs> we got some good character moments between Marshman Hunter and Star Girl, right? Mm-hmm. Those were really Agreed. good. But it was I like, believe we'll get those same kind of character moments, and everybody will get their ti- sh- time to shine in those later issues. Yeah, but it's like, oh, this is the issue where I'm going to have one or two pages of these two characters that I'm going to go, oh, this was a good moment. Yeah. 
the whole book should be like that. The whole book should be like, oh, this was a great moment between these people. This was great when these people did this. These, this is great when this happened. Okay. But the only things that I like, okay. like I walked away from this book going, well, that was a pretty good thing with Martian Manhunter. But this isn't the Martian Martin, Martian Manhunter that we've wow. had <laughs> that we've had for the last three years. Yeah, but this is and the Martian Manhunter that I like. And then it's like, oh yeah, it was really cool when he took his two, he double fisted and punched that stone creature in the face, Would. and it blew up. Whatever. But well, it's it like was a big thing with the whole story point that the cha- alien changed it was the crux of the fight. John. Crux of the fight. It was that a- bullshit story. I fell down the hole. Look at this rocket pack I got. Ugh, electric eels. Hey, I'm gonna do a little uh, elephant now. I'm gonna run around. Hey, look, I'm flying around with Green Arrow in my head because I know birds. Hey, come on, that was funny. The whole like Green Arrow saying, "I, I really need to." Your learn number how to two book, <laughs> Number two is Future's End. Uh, I snorted. There's really <laughs> he no. He snorted. Paul, go. There's really no, Paul, go. There's really you no character snort, development Paul. at all. I was going to keep yelling, Paul, go. No, no. He's got no sense of humor about this stuff. <laughs> no snort. No snort. Uh, really no character development in this one. Uh, but the crazy end of the world apocalypse for the DC universe. Yeah, it reminds me a you lot. You hate of, the Omac stuff. I do. <laughs> it does remind me a lot of. AI or uh, what was it? the Avengers one that came out in that Avengers <laughs> AI? Yeah. Well, no, before that, Age, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah, a lot of that's going on, but whatever. Yeah, it worked for them. It worked for them, so maybe DC can make it work for them themselves. Then uh, Kung Fu, Fu, the Deadly Hands of Kung because Fu. you didn't read Nailbiter. Yes, I did not <laughs> read Nailbiter. Nailbiter was not read. Exactly. Uh, I'd say your homework. For next week is to right, read right, Nailbiter right. and then give us a new thing, but nope, nope. Okay, you can't even read your normal stuff. <laughs> yep, backlogged. You should read Batman Eternal though. I <laughs> at will at least do that eventually. Take you take part of your, take the hour of your day off to read the. How much of Batman Eternal have you read? Now ask me how many hour, extra no. hours do I stay at work? Two extra hours every day. Sucks. How much of Batman Eternal have you read? That's the the pressing question. Three up, three issues. Was four the Tim Drake one? I think so. Okay. I've gotten to the Stephanie Brown ones, the one where they introduce her and she finds out Clue Master is her dad yeah. and he's a villain and everything. Oh, I don't want to talk about it, but I'm so upset that like it's just been two issues of her like being on the phone and yeah. her family being like, "What are you gonna do about this?" Or just that. Oh, this is what we think happened two weeks ago yeah. or two days ago. Re- read Batman Eternal because I each... will. No, I'm, just, I'm just I'm excited to read it. I just can't make. I'm just saying because to defend it, I've already told you, but each issue is something different and different characters. Which I gotta paint this room. I got. I, I know. I know. I, I know. I'm just busy. saying. I'm saying it to the listeners now at this point, not to Paul. Okay. Every issue of Batman Eternal has been different characters and a different story. Did you read the Batwing yet? One yet? No. Oh. I told you the first. Three. I, don't, I don't remember it's what happened to his first three. I, I think the the Batwing like is that the t- is that happening I think that's in the Tim Five? No. No, because that was its own issue. Because the Tim Drake one was with Harper yeah. Rowe. 
And I gotta write up cool and what's your name shit for you guys. Come on. But yes, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be more in favor of you reading these books so we could talk more about it than D and D. You could just make that shit up as you go. I don't. You I wouldn't. Have to. I wouldn't I have been. We need you. A D, <laughs> I wouldn't care. We need you a DM screen, and you not. You need to not say like, "Well, this character has this many hit points," because mm-hmm. you need to play that closer to the chest. Stop right. being so benevolent. I am very benevolent. It's very, it's very helpful to us. But you need to be. I can't kill you at the first encounter. You need to be benevolent with your ratings and reviews. You really You're should. very proud of yourself about that one, weren't you? Uh, ratings I'm, I'm and proud reviews of that. Where, Chris? I'm trying to get us back on track, because <laughs> where, normally Chris? that's Paul. Where, 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 where would they do that rating and reviewing? Well, they should be doing that over on the iTunes, where you're subscribing to us as well. Or over on Stitcher it's and any good. of the other... I think we're on SoundCloud. I think we're we on... We have a SoundCloud? That's I awesome. have no idea. I, uh, Paul signed whatever, us up. Whatever, Paul whatever signed us, hey, Paul signed us up for a bunch of these. Let us know over on our Facebook page Paul's what you friend. listen to us yeah. on. Whatever you found us on, give us a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in this last week, we've gotten like two likes on Facebook. Hey, Yo. we we enjoy seeing that it makes it even more worth us getting together and doing that. I love all the retweets and stuff that are... One friend of the podcast, Texas Wignut, is doing, uh, retweeting a lot of our stuff, which is really nice, and hopefully their friends see it and they'll like it and start yeah. listening. So. Yeah, if you. How we grow the audience is right there. Word of mouth. You like us putting out new episodes. We like you letting people know that we put out a new episode. Mm-hmm. Or any of those news feeds or news stories that we put on our Facebook page. Really yeah. helpful. Like, anything that we put up there, Please feel free to comment or share on because we love knowing that people are paying attention to us. Paul's yawning. He's so tired because we haven't gotten a new rating and review in so long. But also make sure you email us over at contact at beggingbroadcast.com or individually at Chris John or Paul at beggingbroadcast.com. As much as I like you guys. I don't know how to sign into our... That's okay. I check yours every now oh, and then. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You haven't gotten anything. Oh, cool. Most of the ones I've got, have gotten are from, like, stuff that I've signed up for for press releases. Yes. Yeah. I get well, a lot of press releases. Yeah. yeah. Do I? Um, no. Oh, no, because you didn't sign up for the press um, releases. I didn't. The thing that gets me is I've had two chances to go see Maleficent before it came out in theaters. But I didn't check the email that week, or the next time I checked it, the showing was that night at a theater. Oh, Christopher. It's okay. I'm going to see that movie on Saturday with my mom. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. What time? I haven't looked at the time yet. Up. So I'll let you know. Let me know. I might have worked this weekend. You could have pumped up them numbers. Only 70 million. Um, a lot less than I thought it was going to do. My lady friend did, though. So, hey, yeah. thanks, babe. <laughs> All right. On that note. Go see a movie and tell your friends about it. Um, go see a good movie that will give Chris the edge in the Breakfast Buster. I don't even remember what you picked. The good ones. I picked all of them. 